we're going to wrap up our prayer series today, and I want you to know that, um, get ready, this service is going to be a little different than normal, okay? Yep, panic time, panic time. Um, I won't embarrass you, but we're, we're going to participate in some things today. Matter of fact, even as we uh, come along and, and, and listen fast, because I don't want to spend much time talking, because I want us to get involved in what we're going to be doing in praying. I think it's a crime and a shame if I were to preach on prayer and not give you opportunity to pray. I really do. And we're going to spend some time in this service praying today. And you'll see what that means here in just a moment. But even as you exit this place, worship will continue. And let me just let let you be aware, when you're leaving this place after we have our final prayer... There will be uh, members of the pastor search team that will be at each exit door and they'll be handing you surveys. Anybody that's in this room right now is eligible to take survey. There's no age restriction. Guest, you came here looking for something and um, we would like to know what you think you were looking for. <laughs> I think you know, don't you? We want to know what, what we're to search for in our next pastor. Father's going to lead us, and we're going to do what he tells us to do, but I think he will use you. So pick up those surveys on your way out, and let that be an act of worship, and they need to be returned by next Sunday, okay? I want to share that with you now, because I'm not going to do much of that at the end, and you're going to see what's going to happen. So strap on, listen fast, and we're going to get involved with it. We've been talking about Jesus, and we know that he was a prayer warrior, right? Fourteen of you believe he was a prayer warrior. Thank you. I appreciate that. But when you think about Jesus, when you think about the life of Jesus, now this is a talk back, one at a time, kind of raise your hand so I can get you here. What do you think of when you think about the life of Christ? Come on, raise your hand, somebody. Service. Righteous. Example, love, obedience, death. You had your hand up as well. Sacrifice, same thing, husband and wife. The two shall become one and say the same thing in a different way. (laughs) Salvation. Sorrow. Dependence upon the Father. You shocked me, though, that you didn't get the number one thing. Well, we know he's a prayer warrior. We've been talking about that. I gave you that one at the beginning. For, for This is the third week. I think of the day he got mad. Did you know Jesus got mad? Go to John. Go to the book of John, the gospel of John. Go to chapter 2. It's right after his first miracle at the wedding of Canaan. Go to verse 13. John chapter 2, verse 13. And the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And in the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting in there. 
And making a whip of cords, he drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. And his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. Now, you may not classify that as he's getting mad, but when somebody's coming after me with a whip and is throwing things off tables and overturning tables, I'm thinking, this guy is a little upset and I'm going to watch out. This was early in his ministry. Go to Mark. Go to Mark chapter 11. Late in his ministry. How how do you know that? Well, just like the first time it was right after the first miracle at the wedding of Canaan. This is right after the triumphal entry. And go to verse 15 of Mark. And they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple. And he began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. This is a different account much later in his life. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them... Is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished. At his teaching. Now listen. Jesus loved every one of those people. But he was upset because they were not doing the right thing in his father's house, the temple. And he was a man of prayer. And he says, my father's temple is to be a house of prayer. I think this place and every church should be a house of prayer. I think our lives should be tabernacles of prayer. Go to Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 6. And Matthew 6 is halfway through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are the Sermon on the Mount. I believe in my own heart that the Sermon on the Mount is the framework of everything that Jesus taught during his three years on the planet Earth here with us during that three-year stretch of ministry. I think if you'll look at all of his other teachings, you'll see them all spinning off and expounding on what he lays out as framework in the Sermon on the Mount. And if you go to verse 5, he's talking about prayer. And he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, and he says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners that they may be seen by others. 
Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Summation of what I've been talking about for the last two weeks. We need to have times of prayer. Remember we talked about Jesus getting away to a desolate place to pray individually. Well, he's saying, you find your prayer closet. He's not talking about a literal closet. He's talking about get alone with the Father and pray. He is teaching us that that is vital to our walk with him. Not that he needs us doing it, but we need to do it so we can make contact with him and hear what he has to say but then he goes on and he said there's another facet he said I do want you to go to a quiet place and pray and I don't want you just rattling things off look what he says in verse 7 and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He's saying, just go tell the Father what you need. You don't need to go in your private prayer closet and say, Oh, Holy Father, Thou who art most high and glorious and hallelujah, thank you for letting me into your presence. I hope you go with that attitude, with humility, and say, Father, wow. I'm getting to talk with the Creator. But he says when you talk to Him, just say, God, this is it. I want to praise you. I want to lay out my needs before you. I want to ask you to forgive me. I I want you to show me, and I'll be listening. Just talk to Him. And keep talking to Him until you hear His answer. It's not... That's not repetition of words. That's just burying your soul to say, Lord, I'm still listening. And it could be you're not ready to hear. could be you're not ready to hear. When I proposed to my wife, I waited until the time that I thought she would probably say yes. P.S. Teenagers, that wasn't the first date. (laughs) By the way, dear, will you marry me? Who are you? I don't even know you. He says, come to me. Keep talking, and when you're ready to hear what I've got to say, I've got an answer for you. And so we see this teaching that's constantly, man, it's upsetting to him when we aren't prayer warriors, when we're not allowing his house to be a house of prayer. That's why we're going to spend some time here today. We're going to practice what I'm preaching because I'm preaching what he said. And here we're talking about private prayer, and it's up to us, each one, you, me, nobody needs to know about it. You shouldn't be talking about it all the time. Oh, well, I spent this much time in prayer, and I, this is my prayer. Just get alone. Don't do it for anybody's praise. Just get alone with the Father and pray daily. But there's more to prayer than just the private prayers. The private prayers fuel the corporate prayers. Because I want to take you fast forward to the end of the Gospels, and Jesus has risen now, and he's back seated at the right hand of the Father's throne, and we're in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And this is after 
Peter, uh, the guy with hoof and mouth disease, where he's all the time putting his foot in his mouth, has stood up and preached the gospel clear, and 3,000 people respond positively to Christ and are baptized and become part of the local church. Look at verse 41. For those who received his word, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. But look, it says, and, and, continuation of thought, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. What's it mean to be devoted? What's it, what's it mean to you? If you see someone who's devoted, what's it mean to you? That's a question you can answer. What? 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 Committed. It's their identity. Wow. Yeah. Committed because it's my identity. Anything else? Longevity, it's not for the moment. (laughs) It's not a passing thought. And it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. By the way, that was not the teaching of the New Testament. The New Testament hadn't been written yet. They were teaching things out of the Old Testament that pointed toward Christ. That said, see, this is why Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He is who he is. He will be who he will be. And they also were... uh, Enjoying fellowship with each other. They were devoted to getting together as believers. And I believe that's in worship. But I think it's it, it just in fellowship too. They got together. They enjoyed each other. And in breaking the bread, they went. They had meals with each other. If you read on down a little bit farther, it also talks about the breaking of the bread, referring to the Lord's Supper, which, by the way, we're going to do next Sunday in celebration of our relationship with Him. And it says, and... Prayers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayers. That was their identity. That was their commitment. That's what they were doing. So not only did they pray privately, they prayed corporately. They got together. Now, again, over there in Matthew, it says, now, don't go out in the street corners and do all of this just to be seen. But he wants us to not only have our private prayers, but he wants us to come together as a corporate family of faith. We're going to do that in a few moments. And we're going to start doing that absolutely every Sunday night at 5 o'clock in this room as well. And you are all invited. We're just going to have a half an hour where we get together and we pray. Folks, we're in need of prayer in this body of faith. We're in need of prayer in this city. We are in need in prayer in this state, in our nation, and the world. And if we don't come together and pray, we are going against what He wants us to do. Pray privately. Pray corporately. I love what A.W. Tozer said. He said this, As a man prays, so is he.
And I think Dr. Tozer has it right. The intimacy of talking to the Father. Now that's my message. Short, sweet, and simple. And now we're going to do it. Let me explain to you what's going to happen here because it's going to freak you out if you're not careful here. Relax. Everybody smile. Well, some of you are smiling. Trust me, okay? This is not to embarrass anybody. You can pray individually, all by yourself, quietly, without uttering a word aloud. You can pray by yourself and you can pray out loud. It's it's okay. But I'm going to direct you through this time of prayer and give you some things I want you to pray about. Not that you have to pray about those things because if God lays something else on your heart, you do what God tells you to do. But there may be that some of you would just want to get with somebody seated right next to you. Maybe your husband, your wife, your family, maybe a friend. And uh, you want want to say... Let's, let's just pray together what T-Max just asked us to pray about. And, and here's where I want you to relax. If you turn to somebody and say, would you pray with me? And they say, no, I don't want to. They're not saying, I don't want to pray with you as much as they're saying, no, I'm not comfortable at that point. This is where God is leaving. I just need to pray by myself. Respect that. And don't get upset about that. And if you start getting upset about them saying, I want to pray alone... That's what you need to be praying about because then you need to say, and Father, forgive me for making them try to do what I want to do. I'm wrong. Okay, so you're comfortable there? Now, let me also share with you what's going to happen. I'm also going to have our elders and Jeremy are going to be up here at the front during this time. And they're probably not going to be standing, but they're probably going to be seated on the steps. And if you want to come up and pray with them, you're welcome to do that. If you want to make an altar out of the place where you're seated, you can do that. If you want to come up here to the altar and pray, you can do that. I want you to be able to move around if you need to. And here's something else that I want you to understand. I also want you to understand this. that We're going to become very, very serious in this church about prayer. Matter of fact, over here on the wall... There is a pie chart of a 24-hour because on August 24 and 25, Friday night through Saturday night, 6 to 6, we're going to have 24 hours of around-the-clock praying. Dan Hunt, the Lord laid this on his heart, and we've been talking and praying about this, and Jeremy has had it on his heart about the 5 o'clock. It's just amazing how God has brought this together, and we had never talked about it. And as soon as I said, I'm going to preach on prayer, these two guys came and said, guess what God's been talking to me about? And Dan's going to be standing over by the prayer chart, and as you're praying, part of your worship may be that you want to walk over there and you want to pray with Dan, or you may want to ask him something, because these are short segments of time, 30 minutes, I believe, 30-minute blocks of time, and you may say, God has led me during my prayer time, I've heard, and I want to sign up for the time and and go and, and do it. There's going to be some movement around the room. Don't let that bother you. You talk to the Father, okay? Because when the prayer time is over, I'm going to do a closing prayer, and we're gone. 
we're going to take that spirit of prayer and just keep moving through the community. So, you with me? All right, Stephen, come up here because I want you to listen to a song as we enter into this time of prayer. Lord, listen to your children praying. He's going to play the chorus. He's then going to play a verse. Listen to the verse, and then I'll tell you what I want you to pray about, and then I'll, at times you'll hear him start singing the chorus again, and that's wind up that section of prayer, and we're going to move to another area of prayer. So, Stephen, share with us the song. Listen to the words. Listen to the words. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Something's going to happen like the world has never known when the people of the Lord get down to pray the door's gonna swing open and the walls come tumbling down when the people of the Lord get down to pray as our elders are coming up enter into a time of prayer and I want you to just praise the Father quietly, out loud. Hey, spend time praising the Father for who He is and what He's doing. Begin to pray. Confess your sin. This needs to be done silently, not aloud. Tell the Father where you're struggling. Confess it. He loves you and He wants to forgive you. It says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sin and let Father cleanse you right now. Pray. Confess.
Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children pray. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. I really believe the Lord has been preparing us as a church for ministry that's laid out before us prayer meetings that are going to start tonight at 5 o'clock, 5 to 5.30. The prayer vigil. We need you to sign up. Not so we can fill up a chart, but because you're saying, I know this is where God is speaking to me and I need to be a part of this. But here's some other things that are going on that I think he's been preparing us for. It's been a rough weekend around here. Plane crash. Apartment fires. There are people who need our ministry. I want you to pray right now for the people that have been affected by the plane crash, by the fires. And listen to the Father and what He tells you to do in response. Pray specifically for the prayer vigil, for the fires and the the victims as well as the plane crash, those family members. You pray for them right now. children pray Lord send your spirit in this place Lord listen to your children pray send us love send us power send us grace we've got an election coming up voting takes place Tuesday for the primary God lead you to the right person, persons, because uh, there's lots of different offices. Who are you to vote for? I've been praying for the last month that God will lead us to select the best candidates to run in November. Pray about who you need to vote for if you're a voting age, and if you're not a voting age, pray for those who are. They will know who they need to cast ballots for. Pray for the upcoming elections.
Asked me to be your interim pastor. The search team has been formed. They're beginning to search for your next full-time pastor. Good news. God's already picked him. God already knows who it is, and now it's just the process of him being released from where he's serving so he can come here and helping the search committee know who they need to invite to come. And so during this time, I want you to pray for that person, whoever he is, that he'll be released from where he is, knowing that a change is about to occur in his life, and pray for the search team that they will know the right person to invite to come for this church as the candidate to be your next pastor. Pray for your search team and the candidate. all of you now 
just stand very quietly, very reverently, and we'll all stand up across the room together. And as we're getting ready to be dismissed this morning, I want to remind you, if you want to go on your way out, talk to Dan, find out more about the prayer vigil. We'll do more next week. Talk to him, sign up. Some of you already have. During this time, he went over there. Pick up your survey. But as you leave then, leave in a spirit of prayer. The Word of God says that we are to pray without ceasing, that we stay in that attitude of connection. He walks with you, you walk with Him. So at any point, you can just break into prayer. Father, here's a new incident I need to pray about. It's just happening. I want us to leave with that kind of spirit until we come back together at 5 o'clock this evening. But I'm going to ask you to sing that chorus. I think you've kind of got the tune of it already. It's in your mind. It's a simple song. May it be your prayer right now as Stephen leads us and I'll close us in prayer. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, to your children pray send us power send us power send us rain and that is our prayer father that you would send us love send us power send us grace send us out send us out as prayer warriors that we'll find time to pray with you with others with those in need that will be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit so that we might bring you glory and that others might come to know you as Savior and Lord. Father, bless us now as we leave this place in a spirit of worship to do your will all of God's people said, amen. You are dismissed. Have a great afternoon. Hope to see you right here back at 5 o'clock in this room.